All right. So over the weekend, uh, there were no injuries in a blaze, but it prompted several people to call 911. The blaze was under the Gardner Expressway on Lakeshore Boulevard. There is a homeless camp that I've been watching spring up and getting bigger and bigger. Chris has been watching it get bigger and bigger over the past few weeks. And uh, this was the site of the fire. There were people scurrying all over the place. 911 was called and they got the fire under control. But today we have a ramp on the gardener closed down and there's a structural engineer inspecting the ramp for damage. It looks pretty damaged. Chris said it's it's pretty charred. Uh, but Brass, Brad Ross joins us right now. He's spokesperson for the city of Toronto. And you'll give us some more insight. Brad, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for being here. So specifically, where was the fire and what part of the Gardner Expressway did it affect? Yeah, it, uh, the fire was uh, just underneath the, the eastbound on-ramp to the Gardner Expressway uh, at Bay Street. So uh, that ramp is currently closed. The, the rest of the Gardner is open, but it is closed currently while our structural engineers uh, assess the damage and, and make a, an assessment as to whether, you know, as you say, it's it's just charred or are the, is there some significant uh, or enough structural damage that repairs will have to be made. So we're doing that work now and um, we're hopeful we can, uh, you know, get a, a better understanding of what, uh, what may need to be done uh, as quickly as possible so that we can get that ramp back open. How long do you think something like this will take? Like, is there, is there uh, ever been a fire under one? of these ramps before? Uh, I, I can't give you a, a timeline, Kelly. I mean, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work as quickly as we can. And then if there is if there is damage, what is that damage? And then how long will it take to fix it? So it's it's really hard to say right now. Um, we, did, uh, we did have a, a fire under the uh, Sherburn Street Bridge uh, at Bloor um, several weeks ago, and um, it was closed while we, we did an assessment. So that was uh, a few days of closure uh, turned out that the bridge was fine but uh, we you know as you can appreciate we need to make sure that 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 those structures are safe to uh, for, for automobiles to travel on so we'll do it as quickly as we can so just to give people an idea I'm guessing I don't have to ask who picks up the tab for this it's it's uh, city structural engineers so uh, taxpayers are going to be on the hook for this if there's added costs incurred but um, give people an idea of where the damage is on the ramp, like and how the uh, encampment. I'm guessing it was it was right underneath the ramp. They were using the ramp as sort of like another, like a lean-to structure, so that they were blocked from weather. Yeah, I mean the ramp was acting as as shelter uh, from from the elements, um, and so the fire was uh, was below that underneath that ramp. So so the flames um, were you know were uh, were touching the ramp, the under the underbelly of the ramp. And uh, if you've seen any of the video or photographs, uh, there was a lot of black black smoke uh, that was coming up from that. There was a lot of debris uh, under there that uh, that was that caught fire. So uh, Toronto Fire were able to. to douse that that fire and thankfully there were no injuries uh and now uh we're, we're getting that area cleaned up so that the um uh, the inspectors can can get a close look at, at at any damage that that may have been done and and then as i say make a determination as to what the next steps will be brad have toronto uh, fire services determined what the cause of the blaze was 
I don't I don't have any specifics on on that. I mean, there are open flames that are used in the encampments that that people use to stay warm, and uh, this is an ongoing concern that we have, and and uh, part of the the rationale for. Uh, for clearing encampments when we do because of the, the danger that, that open flames can pose uh, both to, to the occupants of the encampments but, but the public generally. So um, it, it is a, an ongoing concern. It is something that, you know, is a multi-divisional response. It's uh, the folks who uh, work in our shelter system who uh, engage daily with with people who are living on the street it's our it's our Toronto fire service it's the police service uh, our transportation services uh, people and you know depending on where the encampment is it could include parks as well so uh, it's a very complicated and challenging issue getting um, people to to come inside um, we can't force that of course but we are do engage with them daily to uh, you know remind them of the various services that we uh, that we have whether it's shelter or respite or ultimately um, housing, getting things like identification, um, medical needs, wh- whatever they may need, and and it's an when I say it's an ongoing uh, process, it's you know the, the streets to home staff are out there, they're making contact, they're building trust, building relationships um, with with folks who are living on the street to uh, encourage them to come in um, so that they are you know not uh, living outside in these encampments so that you know whether they're exposed to the elements or uh, potentially a fire. Yeah, this to me, uh, the, I heard that they, in some cases, were using propane heaters, propane uh, stoves to cook things. I mean, this is becoming very elaborate. I want to just bring Chris Creston in, who actually doesn't live too far away from the Gardner Expressway and Lakeshore where the encampments were going up, just to give us a, a bit of a uh, insight on, Chris, maybe you could provide color on like how elaborate this camp was getting, because you talked to the guy that lived under this. Yeah, I talked to him. He had moved it from uh, further down under the Jarvis ramp, and he he told me that last year he had been burnt out before, um, and he seemed to have sort of minimized down a little bit, thrown out a lot of the stuff that he had collected uh, under the Jarvis on-ramp, and in the last little while, it has become a lot bigger. So what you're looking at is a bunch of tarps that are draping down from the top of the of the on-ramp, and um, it seemed to be insulated with either sleeping bags or winter coats. There were some something that looked puffy that was shoved into some of the spaces around uh, where the tarp wasn't as as secure. In the last couple of weeks, it's filled up with furniture, chairs, display cases, like a china cabinet. He's collecting a lot of stuff around there, which probably didn't help the situation once the, the place went on fire. And Brad, we have a lot of, you know, sympathy and empathy for people that are living on the streets. They're dealing with a variety of complex uh, situations that lead someone to living uh, living on a street. I mean, Chris dropped off a couple of pillows for the guy. So um, this is, there are so many ways to look at this story, but A, after that fire and hearing about the encampment and, and how big it was getting, uh, it's uh, it's not a good look for the city of Toronto. Um, And it's a public safety concern. So what's going on? Like, what is the status of the, the shelter program in the city of Toronto? 
So it's you know our primary concern is the health and well-being of those who are who are living outside, uh, and then the the greater public uh, safety issue with respect to to fires and the propane tanks. Uh, you're absolutely right. Right now, as we are talking, we are doing a, a cleanup a little further west at Reese and uh, and Lakeshore. What does that uh, look like? So there is a you know we, there's a lot of debris there. There's uh, a lot of um, uh, you know a, a lot of things that have been collected that we need to uh, remove because of the the dangers uh, that that fire does pose. And so we have a lot of heavy equipment right right now that we are um, uh, moving and uh, clearing out that that encampment. There were five people who were living there, um, all of whom um, you know we have been engaging with since since December and um, have you know declined offers of shelter, of respite, uh, of, of of housing. And so um, you know we can't force people to to come inside. Uh, and and so but but we we don't give up. We continue to work with them to. Uh, to to encourage them to come in and and to uh, get the any medical assistance they may need whatever that may be uh, as I say so uh, but in the end um, the, the, there is a risk there is a risk of a very real risk of, uh, of 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 loss of life when it comes to to these fires because as because of all of the debris that is there um, it can uh, it can spread very very quickly so um, you know we give 15 days notice minimum. Uh, with with respect to encampments and what, what do you mean? Wait, what do you mean? Fifteen days notice? You give so, them eviction notices for illegal abodes? Yes. So, so you so there is by there are city bylaws about about you cannot camp outside on city property, and so we give them that notice to say. In a minimum, uh, you know, at, at 15 days or beyond, um, we will be coming to clear this out. It Would everybody get that same um, consideration, Brad, or are we just talking about people that you know are homeless? Like if I went and I'm just giving you a hypothetical, if I started to set up a tent, would I be given, you know, somewhere in the city, would they say to me, hey, you got to take that down or here's 14 days? At some point, yes. So we go in there, we give them, we give notice, and and so then what happens is that our streets to homes teams go in and they work with the people who live there. They build those relationships, as I say. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point after that 15-day notice, it doesn't mean on the 16th day. Uh, at some point thereafter, we will have to go in and and clean it up. And uh, and so that's what we're doing right now down at Lakeshore and Reese. Um, there are other encampments where notice has been given, uh, and you know, we, we saw that uh, several weeks ago in the uh, ravine along Rosedale Valley Road. Um, it's it's a fairly uh, you know routine process that uh, in terms of giving notice and then working with 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 people who are living in those encampments to encourage them to uh, to, to come inside and to avail themselves of services. Um, and uh, well, Brad, I, I don't, don't. Then we have to go in and clean it up, and we do. Listen, I don't envy you. Uh, you have to be incre- incredibly compassionate. It shows that there's a disparity, uh, disparity of wealth in the in the city, and uh, and there's you know some issues with mental health problems, and you know we've obviously got some problems in our shelter system if people are too frightened to go there because that is a reality. Um, yeah. But and that's why we also have a you know a ten year affordable housing plan as well that the city city council approved late last year, and so that. That does take time, but uh, you know, housing is the solution to to homelessness. It isn't shelters. Uh, shelters are emergency um, uh, placements for people to to come inside, but the, the the ultimately the solution is is housing. But immediately, 
We can't allow people to be living under the gardener. I mean, it's it's not safe for them. It's not safe for us. It's uh, it's going to cost taxpayers if there's more fires. I mean, that's a terrifying situation. Luckily, no one was hurt yesterday. Is yeah. there any plan for the city to say, okay, well, we, you know, we've been dealing with these people since December. Would you consider, is the city at all consider fencing areas underneath the gardener so that people can't get in there, can't set up uh, a place that might not be as safe as they think it is? Well, you know, so so sure, you could put up fencing somewhere, um, and unfortunately, people will find somewhere else to go. And so, uh, we want to make sure that you know our streets to home staff, uh, you know, can access the people who are who are living on the street, so that they can have those relationships and engage with them. Um, no, we don't want people living on the street for their own uh, health and safety, and that's why we continue to do uh, the work that we do to build those relationships, to build that trust, frankly, uh, with, uh, with, with people who are living uh, on the street, who are experiencing homelessness for, for, for whatever reason. It's incredibly complicated mm-hmm. and incredibly challenging um, uh, situation for, for individuals, and uh, it takes time to, to build those relationships. And uh, at some point, though, yes, uh, we, we do have to go in there and, and, and clear it. And, uh, uh, and that, that's, you know, that's what we're doing now at Reese, and that's what we've done in the past, and we will continue to do it until uh, you know, we're, we're able to find that, that solution and, and get, that, uh, get that affordable housing built and get people into transitional housing, to affordable housing, to supportive housing, whatever it may be, uh, so they're not exposed to the elements and exposed ultimately to the dangers of, of that, that fires pose. Brad, I always appreciate you. You're incredibly uh, generous with your time coming on the show. My, my pleasure, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. Brad Ross, city spokesperson, talking about the issue uh, of people living underneath the Gardner Expressway. It's a complicated one, but there are encampments that uh, I've noticed steadily uh, popping up, you know, throughout the winter. People really camp. They, they're literally camping out, but they're also building structures underneath the Gardner Expressway. Yesterday, one of those structures caught fire because they've started to, you know, they, got, they have to keep warm. And sleeping bags, you can can pile a bunch of sleeping bags on top of yourself. But at the end of the day, uh, heat source is uh, what people are going to lean on. And propane heaters might have been what caused uh, the fire. It's a dangerous situation. Now we've got an expressway ramp closed.